Australia, how are you going? I hope you're doing better than the Poms. Oh, not in the spirit of the game. Hashtag Cricket Australia. That's right, this is NBA Australia though. I am your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a very good website. It's called Code Bet. You should go check that out. Uh, you might have also seen this podcasting mug of mine on Fox Sports Lab NBA with my good friend Machine, Sasha Vujic. My good friend Jack Heverin. Uh, we're in the paper every single day, all the way around this wide brown land of ours. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios, chilling, not Ellen, hanging out to give you basically the massive lowdown on this NBA offseason. That's right, we had the taster yesterday, the Aussie free agency bonanza, and now today, the big kahuna. All of the free agency signings and moves over the last few days. Uh, just before the Americans hit their July 4 holiday, and they all just go, pack up, boys, we're done here. <laughs> Let's go shoot some stuff. All right. Blow up some hands. Uh, so we'll do some winners and losers, a.k.a. good shit, versus what the piss are you idiots doing? Uh, we've got all of the signings, trades, etc. We'll just break them all down. We'll talk about every single team. That's going to be fun, isn't it? Uh, and then some quick, yeah, nahs and unpopular opinion of the day, and outback takeouts, and a deli review. At the very end. That'll be fun. See how Delhi's tracking. It's probably going right. All right, let's bloody well get into it. This is going to be a fun one. Episode 956 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better, you better watch out for the patty attack down there in OKC. How good was that? Waking up to the news that uh, Patty's been rerouted once again. Uh, to go join our man, dun, 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 the Seven Nation Army himself, Jack White, and of course, the Gidmeister, giddy up, the Mop Top Mumba in OKC, uh, Thunder winning the title, confirmed, done. We shouldn't even play the season, just give it to Patty and Gids and Jack and away you go. Right, let's get into this one, shall we? The way we start every show here at NBA Show with the Daily, whip around, um, no Lonzo Ball for next year. So, the Chicago Bulls are uh, applying for a disabled player exception for the year, etc. So, I think we're going to have to retire the Better Than Lonzo Ball segment for at least 12 months until hopefully he makes a return. Does that sound good? I think it's fair. Better Than Box Hill Benny is the leader in the clubhouse at the moment. I will take any and all suggestions, thoughts, vibes, whatever. But Better Than Box Hill Benny might be the one. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Love it. All right, let's start there with Patty, though. Patty traded to Oklahoma City instead of uh, yesterday. We're talking about how ostensibly it looked like it was going to be in Houston, and then there was perhaps the chance it ended up in Memphis, but now it's OKC. Love it. If only for the simple fact that I talked about the Jack White fit in OKC yesterday, right? The one other sort of thing that Oklahoma City don't really have is... Just that sort of scorey guard, just go hammering. They've got Isaiah Joe and stuff. They've got a bunch of young dudes. They don't have the old head. The old veteran shoot first point guard, set him up, break in case of emergency, go hammering Tong's point guard. That's what Patty gives him, and I love that. Especially next to Gids, next to Jack White. You've got the Audrey Bourge there in OKC, and I feel like we'll have to uh, you know, have a bit of a stop there on our uh, NBA Australia tour. How's that sound? Good? Good. Uh, but otherwise, you've got the Rooster Rocket, Jock Landau, off with Houston, four years, 32 mil, just to recap yesterday's show. Florida Joe, that's right, Jingling Joe Ingles heads to the Adelaide of Florida, Orlando, for the mid-level. Love that. Still love it. The more I've sat with it, you've heard people go, oh, geez, he's a bit cooked. It's like, that's not the fucking point. The point is to bring the old head in and just go, right, steady, boys. This is how we do things around here now. Jack White obviously goes to OKC and Dante Exum. Sexum up is back with Dallas. Love this. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. You got 
Skids, Jack White, and Patty in OKC. Probably, the, I think, the first time we've had three Aussies on one team. That is pretty chic, bro. Pretty chic. Jock in Houston, Dante and Greeny in Dallas. And I still reckon if we can manage like getting Simmons down to Orlando with Jingling Joe Ingles, away we go. If there's one thing that Benny could do with, it's a bit of no pressure. You know what there is in Orlando? That's right, no pressure. Especially considering that Paolo Bancaro is obviously clearly the number one dude. Franz is the number two. And uh, they already know how to play with a point guard who's afraid to shoot. <laughs> oh, Markel Fultz. Um, so yesterday we talked about the Dame sort of situation, how he'd requested a trade uh, after securing the bag for his buddy Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant. We've all got a shit mate named Jeremy. It's just no different for Dame Lillard. He did take the Twitter go today. Oh, tell me what I've done wrong. And it's like, I don't know. You did yell about how fucking loyal you were. I'm so loyal. I'm the loyalist of loyals ever who ever loyaled. Can I get a trade, please? <laughs> All right, Dame. Nah, look, he doesn't own Portland that much. He's done great by them. And I love it. I just think it's a bit on the nose the way he's like, oh, fucking, just tickling Miami's balls inside. It's like, oh, fuck, I love Miami, bro. Oh, fuck, I love Miami. Check out Miami. How good's my good friend Bam out of buy? He's fucking awesome. I love that guy. I'd love to play with him in Miami. Like, all right, Dame, thought you were pretty loyal. But, look, I think most folks just are like, yeah, we just kind of want the best for Dame, and that's where I fall as well. I don't give a fuck. Like, I love teams and players staying with the one team. Uh, But, I mean, the teams have zero fucking loyalty to the players. We all know that. Look at Aaron Bangers Baines, Isaiah Thomas. I don't know, Toronto. (laughs) San Antonio Banderas. Plenty of plenty of examples there. But either way, look, Dame being a Steph and staying forever, it would have been nice. And when they couldn't flip that number three pick for like, I don't know, Spindles Ingram or Zion or something, it was always going to be the old, uh, oh shit, they're going to trade him. So before we get into the winners and losers from all the contracts and free agency breakdown, all the uh, signings, we're basically left with sort of two big things, right? Like it's Dame and it's James Harden. Fat man who barely claim. So we'll see what happens, really. And it kind of has me just going, oh, shit, what do we do for the NBA Australia this week? So I might just do another show later this week in case something happens. And if nothing happens, I might just not. <laughs> because it's going to get very fucking thin on the ground very fucking fast. It's like a hardened trade, a dame trade. We'll have a bunch of pontific- pontificating and shit like that about it. But until something happens, like there's not a giant amount to cover. So let us go through some news and signings. Um, mention this. First up, let's do some extension talk where we've got the big Suvlaki King, Tyrese Halliburton, Desmond Bean getting massive, massive extensions. I do love this because they're the first. Lamelo gets a massive extension as well. Um, but Sabonis, like the five-year, 217 mil. Lamelo five for 260. Anytime you can give one of the balls a quarter billion dollars, I mean, I guess you better do it. Yeesh. Considering his knees might be made of fucking treacle for all we know after the uh, child abuse LeVar visited upon them. <laughs> Never lost! Play in this game! Never lost! It's like, Jesus. All right, pal. Pump the brakes. Oh, got my, I got my kids in the NBA! It's like, yeah. And they're now made of fucking brill cream and like, I don't know, just pipe cleaners in their fucking ligaments. It's brutal. Anyway. Um, there you go. So like the big numbers there, Desmond Breen with the over 200. I kind of like it all. Halliburton, Sabonis, Bain, Lamello, sure. Still waiting on like a Jalen Brown extension talk um, and number to float across. Good job there, Boston, uh, by not doing anything about that yet. And Ant-Man. See what happens there. We'll see what happens. Uh, other news, trades. Obviously, Patty off to OKC. Joe Harris, I mentioned this one yesterday, Detroit for a couple of seconds. Monty Morris to Detroit. Oladipo goes to OKC. Kenny Martin, KJ Martin, goes to the Clippers for a couple of second rounders. Struess ends up in Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, 
as a sign in trade. So he's kind of like a free agency thing, but it's also sending Chetty the Jedi Osman to uh, San Antonio with Lamar Stevens and a second to Miami because they're clearing space similar to Brooklyn, right? With the Patty move, the Joe Harris move, and uh, not bring back Wontanabe who ends up in Phoenix, etc. So plenty of stuff there all going on. And you're like, all right, there's some movements. What about the signings? Tell us about the signings. The signings. I'll tell you what, free agency threw out some pretty big fucking numbers. They really did. Um, but it all happened very quickly. So if you missed a few, here we go. Fred Van Vliet off to the Houston Rockets. For three years, 130 million bucks. He can now afford to have as many kids as he wants. Anytime he's going through a bit of a form slump, bang, kid. There you go. Man, I'm playing awesome again. Oh, I'm in another slump nine months later. Bang, I'm fucking awesome. Off we go. Fred Van Vliet, the fighting Van Vliet. Awesome for an undrafted player. Go get your bag, Freddie. You've got a ring. That Go chase the bag. Who gives a fuck? That is awesome. If you're a priority with Houston, go get it. And, uh, you might be going, oh, jeez, Jesus, Tommy, that's a lot of money for Fred Van Vliet if you're Houston. Not really. I'll get to winners and losers, but, um, and I'm not going to talk about every single one of these like this, but obviously Houston going, ah, uh, we owe a pick next year, so we don't want to be bad. So we're just a bit better. And you're like, hmm. The thing is, <laughs> the West is going to be hella fucking tough now. It's crazy. Houston are going to spend all this fucking money and might still be the 12 or 13 seed. Like, that's crazy. Because if you think about the teams ahead of them, like who drops off out of Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, LA Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Wolves, the Thunder, the Pelicans, the Mavs, the Yaz... Like, I don't see Houston being better than any of those teams. That's 12. (laughs) Like, they should be better than Portland. They should be better than even San Antonio with Wemby. But now they've actually got some, uh, you know, veteran heads around as well as Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau and an actual coach. We're about to find out. But either way, Fred Van Vliet, three years, 130 million. Dylan Brooks, four years, 80 million. In, as I mentioned yesterday, what the fuck are you doing, Houston Territory? Hilarious. We'll talk about that in Winners and Losers. Bruce Brown, two years, 45 mil with Indy. Nascent. Love it. NBA champion. Off he goes. Secure the bag, Bruce. I am Dennis Schroeder. I am German Rondo. Replaces Fred Van Vliet in Toronto on the mid-level exception. Couple of years, 26 mil. Seth Curry off to Dallas. Like that one for a couple of years. O'Shea Brissett, he's off to Boston. Sneakily okay pick up that one. I'm just saying. I don't mind that one. Uh, what else? We had Justin Holiday today to the Denver Nuggets. We had Corey Joseph with a one-year deal for the Warriors. And Lonnie Walker off to the Brooklyn Nets. Cody Zeller. These are all one-years already. We already got to the point where it's like barrel, bottom, scraping it. Cody Zeller off to the Pelicans. Good stuff. Uh, Miles Bridges. Signs his one-year qualifying offer with the Hornets, so he's an unrestricted free agent next season. He's got to, uh, you know, miss the first 10 games this year because he's a piece of fucking shit. Uh, Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, three-year uh, extension with him for 55 mil with the Yaz. And uh, where we go. Right. Otherwise, what do we got? We got Maxi Struess, as mentioned, the Cavs in a sign-and-trade for Chetty Osman, Lamar Stevens. Second goes to Miami. George Niang is off to the Cavs as well. Three, The minibus. Three years, $26 million. Friend of the show. Gabe Vincent. This is where we're going to do a run of Lakers. Gabe Vincent, Lakers. Three years, $33 million. I don't mind it. To be honest, I don't mind it. We know that Gabe Vincent can fucking play, and he secured the bag. Taurine, the Red Bull Prince, is off to the Lakers for a year and four and a half. That's the biennial exception. Four and a half mil. Jackson Hayes. Mr. Hayes up your ass. Chef is uh, off to the Lakers on the veteran minimum. I don't know if having Jackson Hayes in LA is a good idea. Just Google that. Uh, Cam Reddish off to the Lakers two years. Oh, Jim, is Cam Reddish uh, a clutch client? Ooh, why, yes. Why do you ask? Oh, no reason beyond the fact that he's shit and he's signed with the Lakers. Yeah, it's a good point. 
Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, four years, 50 mil, off to the Knickerbockers. Again, it's one of those ones you go, fuck, that's a lot of money. Like, eh, it's just the mid-level exception for Dante, which is probably about right. Drew Eubanks, a.k.a. Drew Banks, he's fucked over Jock Landau again, gone to Phoenix uh, to replace Jock. First kept him out of the rotation in San Antonio, now takes his fucking job in Phoenix. Anyway, Jock landed on his feet with $8 million bucks in his pocket uh, that Sam Newman's son will probably feel like he should get a slice of because he's a fuckwit apparently. Anyway, <laughs> Google that. Uh, Drew Banks, sure, in Phoenix. Keita Bates, Diop in Phoenix, two years, five mil. Chimezi Meto in Phoenix, one-year deal. Troy Brown, he's off to Minnesota. Sure. Trey Jones, San Antonio. Don't mind that one, two years, 20 mil. Jevion Carter to Chicago, three years, 20 mil. All right. Shake Milton. Oh, Shake Milton. Remember when everyone in Philly was like, he is going to be fucking awesome. He's going to be fucking great on our team. And then you're like, guys, oh, fine. <laughs> he's off to Minnesota. Cool. Actually fits in really nicely there. Uh, Josh Richardson returns to the Miami Heat with Kevin Love as well. Julian Champagne. Okay, okay I, did, I brought the Champagne. Um, Julian Champagne, he's off to the Spurs. Four-year, $12 million deal. It's one of those smart little Spursy ones where you're like, he's not bad. Can play. Pretty cheap. D Rose, he's off to Memphis. Love that. Sasha Vesnikov, the EuroLeague MVP, he's off to Sacramento. Three years, 20 mil. Uh, Vasily Michik, off to OKC as well. Three years, 23 mil. Thomas Knott, Kobe Bryant, he's going to Miami. Just played them in the finals when he won the title with Denver. Two years, 5.4 mil. Pat Bev. <laughs> Pat Bev, after Philly on a one year deal. Dante to Dallas, Jock Landau to Houston, four years, 32. Love all these moves. Off we bloody go. Staying put. So those are all the people who have moved for the most part, apart from uh, Kevin Love. I threw him just in that Miami bit. What else we got? Who's staying put? <laughs> NBA Kanye, three years, 126 million. Chris Middleton, three years, 102 million. Kuzma, four years, 102 million. Cam Johnson with the Nets, four years, 108 don't mind that one. Draymond, four years, 100 mil with the Warriors. Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant, five years, 100 and diggity. Jesus. D-Lo, highway robbery of the Lakers, two years, 37 million, a.k.a. Uh, we need a tradable number for the Lakers. Rusty Westbrook, back to the Clippers, two years, 8 million. My sweet baby, Carrots, Levert, back to the Cavs for a couple of years uh, around the mid-level. Kobe, Kobe White, three years, forty million to stay with the uh, the Bulls. Vooch, three years, sixty million to stay with the Bulls because, I mean, why not run it back, Chicago? Anytime you can miss the playoffs and just bring back that team, I mean, you got to do it. Ish, Brook Lopez, Brook Lopez, two years, forty eight mil to return to the Buckaroos. Austin Reeves is four year max, fifty six mil from the Lakers. That is a bargain. Teenage Mutant Yaka Purtle. Four years, 80 mil with the Raptors. Dwight Powell sticks with the Mavs. Two years, 12 mil. Damian Lee stays in Phoenix. Mo Wagner, two years, 16 mil for the Orlando Magic Man. Herb Jones sticks around in New Orleans. Four years, 54. Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan stay with the Nugs. Reggie Jackson, two years, 10 and a half mil. Not bad. Not bad. That is... Basically, all of the half-decent names out there, done. Like, it's chaos. I went through the list that we had uh, pre-agency, and there is basically nobody on the list of the half-decent cap space free agents left. Uh, Harden's obviously opted in. We're just waiting on him. Everybody else is basically signed. Josh Hart with his player option. Herb Jones is done. PJ Hamilton, Washington, the restricted free agent. Grant Williams, like, we've hit that point already. We're like, ah, okay, so who else? (laughs) It's it's about it. Dennis Smith Jr., you know, even Josh Richardson, Lonnie Walker, they've found homes. Aussie Matty T is restricted. Who knows what will happen with him? Jingles has already found a spot. George Niang. Christian Wood still floating around like a bit of wood. Uh, Trey Lyles returning to the Kangs. 
Nice and plumly. I don't know. But still, let's do some winners and losers out of all that, shall we? Because it's a lot of names very quickly. Let's talk about what it all actually fucking means. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, Kent Brockman. <clears throat> Can we get a shot of me? There you go. There you go. In other news, um, tragic mix-up today in Cleveland. Many people killed. Many people killed. Bye. Ah, right. There we go. Let's do, let's do some winners of free agency so far. The first three days. Oh, it hurts me so much, but I'll tell you what. You know who the biggest winner out of it so far I feel like is? The Lakers! Did a good job. Bring back Austin Reeves. Bring back D'Lo. Bring back Rui Hachimura. Sign Jackson Hayes for the min. Snag Gabe Vincent, which is sneakily excellent. I just feel like in terms of, oh, good shooting point guard who's not afraid of the big stage and can go hammer and tongs with anybody, that's a good signing. Touring the Red Bull Prince, love a bit of size on the wing. Touring the Red Bull Prince always promises a little bit more than he delivers, it feels like, but whatever. Like On the Lakers, as long as you've got big wings, you're laughing. Same thing goes for Cam Reddish. If he turns into a bit of a reclamation project for LeBron, that's good. The Lakers basically went, right, how do we build a team around LeBron and AD? We get a couple more. Well, we bring back the dudes who were good last year, Austin Reeves, Rui, D'Lo, uh, who can shoot. Then we need a backup big man. We got that, Jackson Hayes. Then we'll just get some other dudes who can play on the wing and shoot. Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish. Theoretically, shooting-wise, with Prince and Reddish, you know, they're decent enough, but I just like the Vincent sort of combo. You can throw out there and just go, look, if we don't need D'Lo, we can flip him. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. You keep Vanderbilt, off you go. Lakers just look good. Indy, here we go. Bruce Brown. Oh, geez, that's a lot of money, Jim. Two years, 45 mil. Yeah, it's a two-year look at Bruce Brown. If he can fill the gaps on a team that needs the exact type of player he is. And you've got to spend the money anyway, right? If you're indie, you're like, ah, oh, well, no big-name one's going to come, but we're going to extend Halliburton. And we just need to sort of fill in, do everything, three, four, two, whatever perimeter player we need him to be. That's what Bruce Brown can do. Next to Miles Turner, next to our rookies. Like, it's going to be good. I like the fit. Spend the money, kick the tires. And it's only it's not a fucking Jeremy Grant contract where it's five it's two years. So fucking like it doesn't get onerous at all. I love that for Indy. I love Bruce Brown. And I love just sort of teams going, right. We don't have Nikola Jokic, but we do have a really good point guard. And if he can just find Bruce Brown in transition, they're just gonna be filling lots of gaps. I love the fit, I love the move. There's a couple of teams as well. So I've got winners here as well, but I've also got a couple of, uh, I don't know, because their off-season is clearly not finished. I'll get to those in a second. Um, but other winners. I'm going to say it. I'm I'm sort of up and back and forth on a couple of these ones, but Cleveland, Cleveland got deeper, and it's kind of what they needed. They got Karras back two years, 32 mil, whatever. That's nothing. George Niang, three years, 26 mil. Again, it's not much. Ty Jerome, two years, five mil, but then they pick up Struess, which, again, just between Garland, Donnie Mitchell, and your big fellas, the Thin Towers, you've got George Niang, who's basically your better version of Kevin Love from last year. You've got Maxi Struess, who's better than any backup guard you had. You've got sweet baby Karis Levert, and you just got to sort of hope that like between Struess, Niang, Karis, you've got like... Maybe another year of improvement from a Coro, especially shooting-wise. You just need shooters. You just need shooting. And they got some shooters. So I don't mind their off-season so far. There's no massive prices that you're just like, geez, that's a bit much. Like, Struess was a bit of a, uh, hang on, how much? Four years, 63. But then you go, wait. Four years, 63. is actually, for somebody like that, it's just above the mid-level. Still pump the brakes here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even approaching 20 mil a year. You've just gone over 15. It's going to be fine. So, uh, Struce is a bit exy, but not too bad. They just got shooting. That's what they needed. They need some more toughness. They need a Coro to be better. They need Karras to step up as well. 
But basically, they need to figure out like another shooting big, or at least they need to like unlock Mobley just that little bit more. And uh, but I did like that the Struis Niang Karras Ty Jerome like signings. None of them are bad. It's a good move. If you can't do bad stuff, that's probably good. The Kings, I love them just sort of tweaking around the edges. Sasha's uh, Zarevnikov, uh, they extend the Suva. Just you be you, Kings. They go get Crystal Duarte. I don't mind it. Kings just doing a little bit of work around the edges. That's fine. Golden State, Draymond, they're a winner. They bring him back four years, 100 mil. That's fine. I hated the idea of Draymond on any other team because every other team would get him and go, hang on, he's shit. <laughs> we don't know how to use this fucking moron. He can't shoot. He looks like he's shooting with a backpack on. What are we doing? But he stays in Golden State. He gets to, you know, quarterback the defense, shoot when he needs to, set up the plays when he needs to, be the point guard when he needs to. And I also just like the idea of he, Steph, and Clay sticking around for the Warriors for the entirety of their career. Clay will be up for a discussion next year. It's going to get weird. It's going to get wobbly. Hopefully, Clay sticks around. But, geez, Draymond, like, he's more valuable to the Warriors than he is probably to anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, he leaves. The Warriors is like, oh, we're fucked. But this gives him another year of him coaching Kaminga, not punching Poole in the face because he's gone. That sort of stuff. And now you got Chris Paul. Like, how good is it going to be to see Draymond and Chris Paul just argue with each other? The, look, that's all I wanted. I just wanted CP3 and Draymond arguing and barking and just punching on, basically, at the drop of a hat all season. Sign me up. Washington. Oh, but Jim, yuck. They've only just gone and gotten kept Kuzma, man. Yep. I don't mind it because if the plan is let's let Kuzma and Poole try to score 30 a game as we lose by 45 each night, that's fine. That's a direction because that team is shit. Like, it's objectively a horrible basketball team, this Washington Wizards squad. But at least they know what they're doing. Losing. Like, you've got Gallo, you've got your shit wings. You're just going to be shit. We get it. That's fine, as long as you've gone into the offseason with a bit of a plan. And if you want to trade Kuzma and Pool, guess what? Other teams will go, fucking, yeah, all right. The prices aren't too crazy. As long as you're paying him for, we'll trade for it. Yeah, let's go. Other teams will talk themselves into Kuzma and Pool if you need them to. And uh, just, you at least now have your direction. Good job, Wizards. Memphis! D-Rose is coming home. you got the Bane, Desmond Bane extension. Don't mind their little bits. I would have liked them to have gotten Patty Mills, as I mentioned on yesterday's show. But it did feel weird that they've got D-Rose, Smart, Jar, and Patty. It's like suddenly you've got too many point guards, and if you've got too many point guards, you've got none. Uh, not really. You've just got your good two and just wasting a bit of uh, – you've got a bit of redundancy built in. But Memphis, look, D-Rose, I just love it. I just love that he's going back there. And I think Memphis will be fine next year. They sort of still need that sort of extra big wing, but they kind of have got to be sitting there going, is that Zaya Williams? Like, what are we doing? Is that what we're doing? I think that's what we're doing. And if they are, then more power to them. Like, they're a strange, weird, kind of funky, funky roster, but throwing Bain, Morant, um, and Marcus Smart out there, You've also got the Duck Man, don't forget, from last year. He gets a little bit more time. You get Xavier Tillman, David Roddy, um, those dudes from your last draft. You bring in D-Rose. Look, that'll be fine. I feel like we need one more. One more wing, though. but Because I feel like that Morant-Smart-Bane combo is just like, we're playing three guards. It's like, yeah, we get it. And there's Triple J. It's like, okay, cool. Just one more wing. Uh, the Magic Man, they get Jingles for two years. Shit, Jingles actually would have been really good on Memphis. But anyway, uh, they kept Mo Wagner. I like it for Jingles on the Magic Man. That's fine. As I said earlier, right? Like, it's just like trying to keep your head on straight. And if anyone can do that, it's Jingling Joe Ingles. Uh, there's a reason Utah were awesome for so long while he was there. I'm just saying. Rudy and Donnie fucking hated each other. Jingles was just there keeping the peace. Uh, the Pelicans didn't do a giant amount, but they did keep Herb Jones. 
This is a weird one. I wanted to put them maybe in the loser column because they didn't have to pay Herb Jones now or, you know, give him the extension, the four years, 54. But he's also important enough that he could get to a point where it's going to cost you a little bit more next year. Not a giant amount more, so it was a bit, still a bit of a head-scratcher, but lock it up now. Keep the goodwill. Fuck it. Good job, pals. Boston, sure. O'Shea Brissett. They've still got Grant Williams and Jalen Brown business to pull off, but I don't mind the O'Shea Brissett just on the down low. Very handy when needed. And he's the sort of player that Boston don't have. Well, it's kind of what Grant Williams is meant to do, but Boston fans fucking love and froth over Grant Williams without Grant Williams ever really doing too much to back it up consistently. You know what I'm saying? Okay, see, they got Patty. They got Oladipo. They're just turning back into a dumping ground for picks, burning their cap space. That's fine because they know they have to pay everybody at some point. Again, it's not Sam Presti's first rodeo, and they just get more and more and more and more assets. Guess how they pulled off the Paul George trade? By having, like, you know, assets. And then what do they do? They flip Paul George. You know, this sort of shit. Sometimes it's just smart business. And then Utah, they snag John Collins for a bag of chips. They keep Clarkson. I feel like they're keeping their powder dry. It does kind of, like, ironically, if Dame were to go to Utah, it'd be kind of rad. Kessler, John Collins, the hoser Kelly Olenek, Lowry, the finisher. Let's fucking go, but apparently not. It would be funny if he went from Portland to Utah, though. Just saying. All right. I don't know this. Oh, geez, this is a bit. I just don't know what about. I know for a fact, but I'm also just guessing, really. I know for a fact. I'm just guessing also, really. Really, 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 really. I mean, I just don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I, I, I just don't know. So this is four teams. I just, I just don't know. Brooklyn. Joe Harris, Patty, Thrills. Yuta Wantanabe, maybe Royce out the door, but it feels like they're clearing the decks to get Tyler Hero out of a Dame-Miami deal. They got Lonnie Walker, sure. The weirdest part is, every time I look at Brooklyn, I keep forgetting that Ben Simmons is on this team. And it's not that weird, because he probably keeps forgetting that he's on this team as well, but still. I think... If they can just snag Dame to go with Mika Bridges and Cam Johnson and Nick Claxton, like everything else is kind of gravy. They've got a few wings. If they can keep Dorian Finney-Smith in some sort of deal, you've got a shit ton of picks. It's simple as that, right? I just don't know. Like maybe you want to go with Tyler Hero and go, we need a fucking shooting gunner to go with Michael Bridges and Cam Johnson and Spencer Dinwiddie. And if we just sort of like cram our way and throw some picks into a deal uh, that sees Dame go from Portland to Miami, uh, Hero doesn't go to Portland, but he ends up in Brooklyn because Portland are like, we've already got Anthony Simons. What the fuck do we need Tyler Hero for? That sort of vibe. And Brooklyn go, we'll take him. He would be a fucking cult hero in Brooklyn, I'm just saying. But I just, it's hard to judge the this team and like the following three teams until we know what's going to happen with Dame. LA Clippers, same vibe. They got Rusty. He's cooked, but for two years and no money, that's fine. KJ Martin, cool. Bring him in. This team is weird, but they haven't fucked anything up yet. It doesn't feel like they've taken a step forward or back, and it all revolves around whether or not they go get James Harden. Can they get James Harden? Will they get James Harden? Does James Harden help them? I mean, for years and years and years, this Clippers team with Paul George and Kawhi... <laughs> has really just needed that like set up point guard shooter driver just do everything that's what Harden is I just don't know what you're gonna have left but they got rusty they kept rusty that's fine it cost them fuck all so so far they're doing fine but again it's an NA until we know what is going on with Harden same thing goes with the Sixers don't mind the Pat Bev edition to play behind Maxi and uh your man's Harden if he sticks around. But they lose Shake, They lose Niang. That depth didn't really seem to help them that much when they were getting bundled out by Boston. Just saying. The big problem for them was like Harden just going, here are two awesome games and then being dog shit the rest of the time. I do love the idea of Dame with Embiid, but it's just hard to see it happening if they don't want to give up Tyrese Maxey. And if you're Portland, what the fuck are you going to do with Tyrese Maxey? It's like, we've already got Simons. 
We've already got Shade and Sharp, and we've already got Scoot. This is why we're trading Dame. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe a rerouting Tyrese Maxey, but it's tough to see the Sixers getting in on there with the, uh, the Harden deal. But look, a Harden-Dame three-way sort of trade where everyone's giving up a bunch of shit. The problem is the Sixers don't have that much shit to give up that isn't Maxey. So it gets tricky very quickly, but still they get an NA just because Pat Bev, sure. A couple of losses, sure. But until we know what's going on with Harden, NA. And same obviously goes to Miami. They got Thomas, not Kobe Bryant. They bring back Josh Richardson. They have Kevin Love. They lose Gabe Vincent, Maxi Struess. They send Oladipo to OKC. Uh, but they're sort of just clearing those decks again, right? Ahead of a Dame deal. So NA for Miami at the moment. It'd go not great, and they'd be definite losers if they don't get Dame. I'll say that much. And then this last team, <clears throat> before I get to the losers, I I just I keep going back and forth, and again, I just I just don't know what to make of it. I don't know how much more of this I can take. Phoenix. They feel like the Ah, oh, we're gonna get all our guys. They got all their guys. Damian Lee, Kata Bates Diop. Drew Eubanks, Chemezi Metu, Josh Akogi, Yuta Watanabe, Jordan Goodwin, Ish Wainwright, Isaiah Todd, and then today they snag Eric Gordon on a two-year deal. I put it to you, however. <laughs> Who else was chasing all those names? It's like, yeah, we got our guys. It's like, ah, oh, was anybody else trying to get them? Damian Lee, last year, shot the piss out of it, otherwise unplayable. Kato Bates D up, fine. Drew Eubanks, fine. Chemezi Metu, fine. Akogi, fine. Unplayable down the stretch, though, as well in the playoffs. You don't want the Navi. Shot the piss out of it for a stretch there. Wainwright was fine on the Suns. Eric Gordon can shoot the piss out of it, can also get completely MIA. The thing for me in Phoenix and why they sort of fit between winners and losers is at least they have a team to build around Beal, Booker, and Durant. The Eric Gordon thing, people are like, oh, geez, I can't believe they stole Eric Gordon. It's like, eh, have you watched much Eric Gordon of lately? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to play Booker, Beal, and Gordon together? Yeesh. Like, maybe that works? Maybe. Like, Eric Gordon's a fucking bowling ball. Gordon and Beal, I mean, it just gets a bit wonky on the wings, but maybe it's working. Maybe it's cool. But the tricky part is, I feel like this is a team that's like, all right, we've got our bodies. We might still pull an eight and trade. <laughs> we'll just see what's going on. We'll bring in Frankie Vogues. We'll sort our shit out. We'll have a fun training camp. We'll see what we can build a defense out of. And that's kind of what sticks in my craw about this team as well, right? Like who's the stopper on this team? Can you build a defense that wins you a title out of Beal, Booker, Gordon, KD, Aiton, Wantanabe, Bates Diop, Eubanks, like it's just a Kogi. If you could get one sort of rangy sort of 3 and D wing that's a bit younger and a little bit more athletic, I'd be feeling a little bit better. But for the moment, I'm just a bit just like they're both winners and losers because they got Brad Beal. They got Eric Gordon. They did sign a bunch of dudes, but a bunch of those dudes might not be any fucking good. So let's do some losers. We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Losers. Loser. Losers. Losers. Loser. All right, Detroit. Oh, geez, Jim, it's a bit harsh. Um, Is it? Joe Harris in a couple of seconds. Cool. I don't know why Detroit went, Now nah, we're going to go into dumping ground territory and pick up some more assets. Or how about you just go and spend some of that money on someone good to go with Jaden Kate Cunningham and all your 72 fucking bigs. Marvy Bags, James Wiseman, Jalen Duran and co. Like, they're young and talented and you don't want to mess it up. But it's like you look at someone like Cam Johnson and him just like signing straight away with like the Nets. Like, Detroit should have thrown the bag at him. 25, uh, 26, 27-year-olds go, fuck yeah. Hey, Cam Johnson, we need a big winger who can shoot the piss out of it. It's not Bojan Bogdanovic. What do you reckon? He's like, shit, yeah, let's go. That way you've got someone for Cade and Jaden Ivey to throw the fucking ball to after they bounce out of the Sadiq Bay 
sweepstakes and fucking passed him off for nothing. Detroit, like I look at this so far, they like go get Monty Morris. Like, what the fuck does a rebuilding team need Monty Morris for? You know, you look at that and go, eh, sure, you've got an old head who can sort of hang out. It's like, but shouldn't you just be playing Killian Hayes as much as fucking possible? It just, to me, just you go, cool, is that Monty Williams just bringing in some of his dudes? Because that's what it sort of sounds like and feels like, and I don't like that that much. Monty Morris, sure. Joe Harris, yeah, right. I don't know. Milwaukee brought back Middleton at 102 million in three years. Lopez comes back, but uh, tell you what, Milwaukee starting to get a bit worried. Just you need a wing or two. Just anybody, fellas. Just anybody. And Milwaukee just didn't do enough to you know go into next season. And go yes, they are definitely the number one team in the East. You know, if they could snag someone, something just. Like, even the likes of someone like Wantanabe or something where you go, yeah, just give me a big shooter that I can throw out there to replace our man Jingles. Just something. <laughs> just anything, I tell you. Anyway. Uh, whom else after Milwaukee is a loser? Charlotte. Cool. You paid LaMelo and the wife beater. Great job, Charlotte. You've covered yourselves in glory once again. This is the thing, though. Talk about teams that are like, uh, are we good? We don't know. Charlotte is one of those where you go, uh, Lamello, healthy Lamello, healthy Gordon Hayward, Terry Rose, PJ Hamilton, Washington, Brandon Miller, the number two pick. Uh, like Charlotte could be fine. They could also be dog shit. Like who knows? It's so weird. Like, the Wizards really, to me, are the only team in the East that I look at and go, yeah, they're definitely shit next year. Like, Detroit should be a bit better. They've got a bit more. Look, and I don't mind really the Monty Morris thing. I'm just like, I'd rather be playing Killian Hayes, trying to get more minutes into Kay Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, seeing what you got. But if you want to bring in Monty and actually win a couple of games, Monty Morris, sure. But it at least probably gives him a higher floor, I guess. But... Still, Charlotte, you look at it and go, this is going to be the LaMelo and Brandon Miller year. Maybe they go off, but nothing else really happened there. Denver loses. Look, they lose Bruce Brown. It was always going to happen. You bring back Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan, but they were cooked, whatever. Justin Holiday, sure, but just on the balance, you feel like they lost a little bit. Atlanta, just nothing. There is a team that you're just like, uh, hey, you guys do something. You're just poking with a stick. Just do something. Do something. And you're like, oh, okay. No, you're just not going to do anything, huh? <laughs> sure. Ugh, Atlanta. Houston, the big one. Fred Van Vliet, cool. You bring in your old head. Then you bring in Dylan fucking Brooks. What are you doing? You've already got the soup, Nazi. Now you're bringing another head case? That's the rule. You can't have two. You can't have two. Four years, 80 million. Who were they bidding against? Seriously. I mentioned this on yesterday's show. Memphis were like, we want no fucking bar of this guy. Second team all defense, radical. Absolute fucking piece of shit bag, the rest of everything. Thinks he's the best player on the floor, jacks up a million shots, hits fuck all of them. He's a pain in the ass. We want no business with him anymore. If Houston don't give him this contract, who does? Outside of the Guangdong Tigers. But, sir, no, like, who else in the NBA is like, oh, yeah, Dylan Brooks at over... Not even $20 million. And I understand you, Houston, you shit. You could have overpaid to go get somebody. But Dylan Brooks, what is any other team giving him? The mid-level exception, maximum, right? Yeesh. And the sort of idea, though, that you look at that and go, well, we've got Fred Van Vliet, you've got Dylan Brooks. I also just sort of don't like the simple idea of spending $210 million on a backcourt that isn't like a walk-up all-star or even really sort of threatening. Fred Van Vliet threatens, cool, but yeesh. I do love the jock move, but this Houston team, with Emo Udoka, it's like, yes, we need a culture reset. Then don't bring in Dylan fucking Brooks. Like, the over-under for this team should be like the over-under on how many of his players does Emo Udoka punch right in the face? Because I'd probably put it at three. Kevin Porter Jr., definitely. Odds on favorite. Dylan Brooks, 
very close runner-up. Jalen Green? Jabari Smith Jr., if you can reach up there and get there. Maybe even Shengun. You know, don't know how Ima Yudoka plays with the fellas from Turkey. Like, what are we doing? It is going to be a bit of a mess in Houston, I think, at least for the first six months. You've also got poor Amen Thompson. Like, he walks into this and going, what the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> and Jock's going to be like, all right, I'm going to fucking put all these motherfuckers in a headlock. I'll do it. I'll do it. And so he should. Um, but I just feel like it's a bit of a mess. And the Dylan Brooks, look, Fred Van Vliet, love the move. Dylan Brooks, you've just, ugh, it's a kick in the guts. I just don't like it. Maybe Emay keeps him in, in fucking line, but jeez. Minnesota, uh, Naz Reed, good business. Love that. You extend him, keep him. He might be your best center. The problem is you have two max centers on your roster already. <laughs> you have to do something. So this is just a, you're all fucked. You know? Cool. Conley, Ant-Man, Rad, McDaniels, Reed. you got to do something about the cat go bear thing. I don't know what it's going to be, but at the moment it's a bit fucked. Chicago. Hey, what's the plan there, Chicago? Yeah, we don't know either. 60 mil for Vooch. A 33-year-old center who doesn't move the needle. He didn't make the playoffs with him this year. Kobe White, three years, $40 million. Sure. Jevon Carter, sure. Why not go over, go after someone like Seth Curry? Like, This is a team that just doesn't shoot three. You've got to shoot some threes. I don't know. It's 2023. Chicago. Maybe launch a couple. This is the other sneaky team, I think, where if you look at it, they could be just that team was like, fucking hell, hang on a second. How are they 8 and 20? Should they pack it? Oh, my God, what is going on? And they're panic trading, like, DeMar or something. <laughs> it just, I just don't like the vibes in Chicago. It's a lot of Zach Levine, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine. It's a lot of DeMar, and it sort of leads me into this sort of Toronto thing. I'm worried about Toronto as well, right? These two teams, like, they could both be fine because – with the talent they have on hand, right, there is like a pretty high floor in both Toronto and Chicago. But Toronto, they lose Fred Van Vliet and replace him with Schroeder. They didn't make the playoffs with Fred Van Vliet last year. You know? Now you got Dennis Schroeder. You brought back Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertl, four years, 80 million. They're trying to work out an extension with Gary Terrence, Trent Darby Jr. It does, however, feel like Masai overplayed his hand. Like, oh, we need 87 first-round picks for OG Ananobi. And everyone's like, I don't know if he's worth that. Siakam, same sort of vibe. And now they're kind of stuck there with Scoob. And it does feel like you can still roll out a really, really good lineup with Scoob, OG, Siakam, Gary, Pirtle. Does Scoob take a jump? It feels like he needs to. But I'm a bit worried that they haven't done much else because, you know, between Pirtle and Schroeder, fine. And I was thinking, is Dame like a fun sort of little Toronto wrinkle? And he would be if they had anything to go get him with, which they don't. Uh, so Chicago and Toronto, like the weird, don't know, bro, don't know. A couple of other ones, the Spurs, uh, they're just sort of going, we got Wemby, we don't give a fuck. Uh, they're just sort of making those little moves that the Spurs always sort of do. I think they'll see what they've got in Wemby and then they'll sort of go, right, hang on. I could have almost, I came close to putting the Spurs in there for the Dame thing because he did have that quote of like, you know, I really respect what the Spurs are doing. I've got a deep and abiding respect for what they do as a new organization. Then go fucking play, ask to get traded there to play with a generational talent. That'd be sick. But uh, if they couldn't get Wemby any help uh, right now with, I don't know, someone like Fred Van Vliet, then cool, keep your powder dry, you're all good Spurs. One that really sort of fucked me up, the Knicks. You got Don DiVincenzo. Sure, he's mates with Bronson. You keep him happy. That's fine. You're not spending a giant amount on him. That's all right. But sending Obi Toppin off to Indy, another move I love for Indy. Just like, hang on. What are we doing here, Knicks? Like, wouldn't you much rather just go, hey, uh, Julius Randle, on your fucking bike, pal. Uh, we're going to start Obi. And away they go. They do the exact opposite. Just classic Nick's going to nick it up in classic Nick fashion. You really nixed it up again, didn't you, Nick's? You really did. They're like, we're the Knicks. It's what we do. I just hated it. I really did. 
Unless they're sort of clearing just the decks just for, and they think they can get like Cat or. I just don't like Dame next to. Dame or Harden next to Bronson actually kind of sucks, but. Carl Anthony Towns, now we're talking, but still. Uh, didn't like the Knicks. Uh, what else? We've got Dallas. They got Dante. That's a win. They got Seth Curry. That's a win. They gave Kyrie, NBA Kanye, three years and $126 million guaranteed. What are you doing, Dallas? A bloke is likely is just as likely to go on a fucking ayahuasca retreat as play on like a Tuesday. That's the guy. This is the guy that's going to absolutely cost you Luka Doncic. He's going to be such a fucking pain in the ass that Luka's going to be like, I'm, uh, I would say he's fucking sick of this guy's shit. I will punch in face. It's like, all right, Luca, you can punch him. We're paying you more. You can do that. <laughs> but seriously, what about the last six years of Kyrie's like, uh, career convinced Dallas to go above and beyond to pay him the three years and 126? Oh, they've got to do it. You don't want to risk him going somewhere else. No, he wasn't going anywhere else. Was it something about his leadership or his sacrifice or his team? Oh, that's right. He doesn't do any of that shit. He's a me first fuckwit. What about that makes you go, yes, that's the guy for us. A bloke who doesn't play fucking defense and his teams never win shit unless LeBron's on them. Fuck off. (laughs) But I think the key aspect, though, of the Kyrie thing was that it actually was less than his max max. So they can still actually use the full no taxpayer mid-level exception, which is pretty cool. So... Dallas, look, they might be able to swing something else. They already got Dante. They got Seth Curry. They need like that one extra sort of big fella who can play a bit of defense in the front court. And I feel a bit better about it, but yeesh. At the moment, a bit wobbly for Dallas. And finally, Portland, uh, just because they got played. Feels like that, doesn't it? Like, how much does Joe Cronin want to pay Jeremy Grant's agent to forget to fax through that contract and pull a bit of an Anthony Carter? 160 million bucks for five years. And then Dame goes, yeah, I'm out. That's fucked. Oh, poor Portland. Poor one out. You now get the full Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant like, experience. Like, how quickly can you trade that? Can you sign it and then trade it? That's not a sign and trade. It's like, well, that's what it should be. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Yeah, that is not great. And there you go. That is all of the winners and losers from free agency. That is every single one we've talked with. You know, there's a couple of other names still out there. We'll wrap them up when stuff actually happens. Uh, to do some quick yeah, nars, we did have Dill Kernahan uh, say, was Jim, was Philly so scared of being docked more draft picks for tampering that they actually decided to wait till the end of the moratorium? Yeah, nah. Yeah, it kind of did feel like it, right? Like Philly kind of... It feels like the NBA were breathing down Daryl Morey's neck and just going, go on, do something. I dare you, Daryl. Daryl, I dare you to do something. I want another one of your picks. And Daryl's like, ah, fuck. How did I get busted for this shit? Um, It does feel very much like that. And at the same time, they are very clearly just like working everything they can to figure out this hardened situation and... We'll see what happens. Um, basically, the point, though, with Harden and Dame, I don't expect anything to get done unless it gets done tomorrow, basically, right? Basically, before that July 4 weekend where they sort of maybe hash it out over a couple of drinks and then we sort of get towards the end of the week and maybe something happens then, but it could drag on both on both sides. So we'll see what happens there. Matty, I always had a good one. Bruce Brown, I hate this for Pacers. Good for the money but surely stay at Denver and collect some more rings. Yeah, nah. Nah, look, I love that Bruce Brown got paid. I fucking, like, specifically for him, I think that's awesome, right? He wins the ring, undervalued, goes out, gets paid straight away. That's fucking legendary. And sort of last one for today, do any of these moves actually sort of make the needle wobble? Does it move the needle? Yeah, nah. To be honest... Some of the Lakers ones kind of just make me go, yeah, they're going to be good, really good next year, which all obviously all dependent on LeBron and AD's health, but yeah. But otherwise, it's kind of like, yeah, Golden State staying the course with uh, your man's Draymond, Memphis stay the course, the Pelicans are fine, Boston are fine for the moment as long as they, you know, give Jalen Brown the bag. OKC, okay, maybe Patty pushes them over the top with just being a fucking legend. 
But yeah, with Brooklyn, the Clippers, the Sixers, and Miami sort of in that holding pattern. Phoenix, I didn't think any of their moves really sort of went, aha, well, now they're definitely going to beat Denver, you know? And I think that's where we sort of landed. So I guess we'll leave you an Outback Takehouse. Let's do that. Oh, yeah. It's Monday at our back, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, on the way to kindy today, me and the squid both took the cricket bats, and you know what we got? A couple of fucking bang, 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 bang magpies. That's right. Just fucking laid them out with the cricket bats, and now I'll tell you what, magpie pie tastes fucking delicious, and it's only at our back. And today's flame grill take is... I don't think Dame Lillard even really helps Miami that much. If Miami get Dame, they're not going to make it past the second round of the East playoffs. Everybody's too good and too big. Especially with all the depth that they've sacrificed for a bloke who doesn't play defense, Miami will be fucked. Only at Outback. It is an interesting position, right? Dame, Miami, this is the one thing that I've not talked about in these two shows the last couple of days. Miami, like, putting Dame next to Jimmy Butler and Bam. It's rad. If you keep Caleb Martin, all the better for it. But otherwise, I do trust Miami to put the right pieces around them. But can they do it quick enough? Can he play enough defense? But I'll tell you what, Bam and Dame in the uh, pick and roll is going to be fucking something special. And being able to have Butler there just to sort of do whatever he needs to. But still, I'd worry that Dame could just get hunted. His shot making is amazing, though. This is the thing. And Boston have moved Marcus Smart. Who defensively on Philly do you feel like is actually going to keep up with him? Even last year, like Jimmy Butler just fucking destroyed Jeru Holiday as well. So maybe, maybe Dane puts him over the top. It's interesting either way. And there you go. That's it for today. And that'll actually probably be it for the vast majority of this week. I think we'll probably aim to be back Thursday or Friday. Uh just because there's nothing else really going on. And so then we'll, if we get a trade, obviously, we'll jump on and we'll do a show. Whether it be a hardened trade or a Dame trade, we'll break it all down. But in the meantime, like if there's nothing else going on, we'll just fucking chill out, hang out, and be back on Thursday or Friday. Sound good? Good. Uh, if you are missing me, you can always just listen to Code Bet Daily. I'm on that every single day with the Bush. Uh, but either way, follow NBA Australia on Twitter, face the IG. NFL Australia, myself and Gaz, we are planning some shit. Uh, NBAstrade.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Check us a rating review on your podcast app. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever app you use on your Android phone or Apple phone, whatever. Rate, review, and star us. Come on, don't be an asshole. We don't ask for much here at NBA Australia. In fact, we ask for nothing. Uh, apart from that, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song and to House Hats, Joshua Delorentis. Fascinated. Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. All the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Face the Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. And we're going to close out with a quick deli review. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. And we will catch you tomorrow. I think the deli reviews of some more Ted Lasso. So, spoiler alert. Uh, we'll catch you not tomorrow. We'll catch you later this week. You know, maybe Wednesday if, like, something actually happens. Maybe Thursday. Perhaps Friday. But there'll be at least probably one more show. Probably. Going on holidays next week. How is that? Going to go up to far north Queensland. Get some fucking sun. But, Jimmy, you're a ginger. You'll get burnt. Yes, probably. But we'll see how we go. All right, that's it. Uh, daily review coming up. And we will catch you later this week, you dickheads. Look after yourselves. This is NBA Australia saying, Later, hosen. It's your old mate Deli over here just swinging by for the latest pop culture review, isn't it? I'll tell you what. I haven't been paying too much attention to the old pop culture lately because the ashes are on and shit. Like me and the missus. I'm like doing my World Cup preparations and shit, getting back in the swing of it with all the Melbourne United boys. But also watching a fuck ton of the fucking cricket. I'll tell you what, those whinging bombs. Jesus, they fucking love a whinge, don't they? 
They're like fucking old man Brian up down the fucking servo at Miraborough. Jesus, that bloke loves a fucking whinge as well. He's not even a pom, and he does, he fucking whinges that much. But Jesus, fucking have a sook. Sook as much as the fucking Warriors after we beat them. Fuck yeah, back in 2016. Either way, uh, quick one today. Look, I finally finished watching all that Ted Lasso's. Like the last season or whatever. And like, no spoilers or nothing, but yeah, it was alright. Like... I really like the first couple of seasons. This one was a bit fucking on the nose, a bit preachy. It's like, don't do this. Do this. Let's talk out some issues. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like an ABC after school specials where they're telling you not to do drugs and shit. Because, like, I get it. Don't do drugs. Like, all right, I get it. Fucking don't tell me what to do there, Ted Lasso. So I fucking settle down, mate. Either way, I probably still give it, I don't know, like 16 out of 10 deli ones because, like, it's still pretty fucking funny at times. But to be honest, like for a comedy, there was like four jokes the entire season. So, yeah, I don't know. Either way, there you go. That's Ted Lasso Season 3. Go check it out if you want or not. I don't give a fuck. But either way, let's go to the Aussies for the rest of the Ashes. Come boys. I'll get out there. I'm a good keeper and shit, eh? So, just fucking good lower order batsman and shit. All that good stuff. Either way, that's it for me for this week. I'll catch us next week. Later, fuckers. Deli out.